that's a Christmas movie. Okay. All right. Um, but so, so the, the, the general rule of it being, if it's a Christmas movie, they have to be talking about Christmas. It has to be like part of, or the, it has to be like, maybe not necessarily it's, it's, centered it's, it's, around Christmas, but like Christmas has to be a major theme, I guess, or, or up like one of the biggest themes, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if it has to be the I biggest th- th- theme. I think it's like porn. When you see it, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> or when you know it, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's that's when the you drop. see it, you feel it. <laughs> that's the drop, <laughs> Scott. It's like porn. When you see it, you know it. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Ball Podcast. My name is Troy, and I'm with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, How's we it going? are here. Hey, so I've got uh, Scott and Reese. Yep. Uh, hey. No Jake and no Chris. Thankfully. Um, yeah, those those ass are not here. Uh, Chris is, uh, I don't know, on vacation and Jake is, you know. Can you call being in Texas vacation? <laughs> well, he's taking time off work. <laughs> he's yeah, doing vacation fair. days. Fair, fair, enough, fair enough. He did get to eat at Torchy's Tacos and that place is... The boss. He's, he's on a food vacation. He's yeah. taking a holiday during the holidays, so I guess that's okay. yeah. I don't that's know true. about a vacation. Well, he did go to Six Flags. He sent me some pictures of uh oh nice of them at Six Flags. Um, they uh, I guess I don't know which. How many Six Flags are there in Texas? I don't know where in Texas no he's idea. at. But anyway, he's in Dallas. I he's think. in Dallas. I think so. So they have a Gotham City like DC whole thing. And he sent me some things. They have like the life-size Batmobile from the 1989 movie. And oh, nice. Like snowy cones thing. And it was just like this whole Gotham city thing. Apparently it's pretty cool. Oh, that's so, way cool. Yeah. Way cool. Hmm. Anyway, how's it going? What are you guys up? What What's going on? Oh, man, it's great. We, uh, we got back from Disneyland. How was that? Oh, it's amazing. I've, I've heard Disneyland Didn't during me? Christmas is like tear jerkingly awesome yeah this is our second time during christmas dude the haunted mansion is awesome as guardians the haunted oh sorry oh sorry 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 sorry. i was thinking tower of terror yeah the haunted Haunted mansion Mansion as nightmare before christmas is great it's awesome yeah love it they they Uh, go all out sounds cool on those uh they do also the uh it's a small world at christmas is incredible really like it's really like whoa not to mention it's a long ride and mm-hmm. it's like air conditioned. Oh yeah! So it feels really great. Um, yep. Let me tell you something. It was, uh, and forgive me if I get a little bit emotional. Um, we were waiting to get on the boat at um, it's a small world, mm-hmm. and we were the next ones up, and we go to get on. And they, the, the the workers are like, "Oh, can you?" Oh, sorry, the cast members is what they call them or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like. Uh, sorry, can we have you get on the next one? And I was like, oh. And then I realized what was going on. The boat was a special boat that had a special platform on it. And all of a sudden, they like on these railroad tracks, push up this ramp. And this quadriplegic little girl, Aww. like oh, just there, just laying there. She's like, she can't control her in this wheelchair, right? And they push this thing on there. And it's like designed specifically for someone like her. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there patiently waiting and, uh, and I was just overcome with emotion for a whole bunch of reasons. The first thing that I thought of was how grateful I am that my kids are healthy and strong. Yeah. Right. And then the second was how amazing that Disney makes this accessible 
Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. So this little girl can experience this ride. Yeah. You know, and I just, I loved it. I was just sitting there, standing there, and tears streaming down my face. <laughs> and I'm sure people thought something was terribly wrong with me. <laughs> but I was like, Stop staring, Reese. Disneyland is a great place. I, I hate crowds and mm-hmm. get really anxious in big crowds. Oh, me too, man. And I don't feel it at all in Disneyland. Really? So you went it's to Disneyland. What's what's better, Disneyland or Disney World? Never been to Disney World. Really? Um, yeah. So Disneyland is is more just like the classic experience. Mm-hmm. Disney World is like just ramped up. Like like they have three Dumbo's. They have gotcha. like, so so they've taken any like issues that you get at Disneyland and just like solved them all with with space. Basically, mm. they, they have unlimited space there. <laughs> I've also and heard so, you need like a full week, like a full yeah. seven days to experience Disney really? World. Yeah, for sure, if not more. Like yeah. it's there's so, so much. To so do. Disney World is Disneyland on steroids, basically. One hundred percent. So yeah. okay. So like because they have different parks, you know, and like and so like the Magic Kingdom Park is Disneyland, and, and it's it's everything it's pretty dang close but but like i said they have multiple of rides they have like like for for uh, some of the kids rides that like instead of a a a line you take like a number and the kids go on a playground oh wow yeah that's crazy it's awesome So, so like they solve problems that that disneyland can't because there's like there's um what do you call it like people that love the tradition of, of like, sure you wait in this line and do the, and, and the space. Yeah. Yeah. Problem. Uh, I got to experience rise of the resistance. Oh yeah. Unreal. Dude, I, I've, I've so far avoided the, the storyline to it. Cause I wanted, I wanted to experience it. So I, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I do have a vid- videos of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, my, my kids have watched videos of it like 300 times on YouTube. So, <laughs> so there are, there are roller coasters that are, um, way cooler and way more like, have you been on cannibal at lagoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that ride is insanely cool. Uh, that is like, the it is ride. so cool. However, in terms of immersive experience and just like finishing it and just being like, Whoa, never had anything like that is it one where you like would get sick no no i'd be i'd be really shocked if you got sick hmm. uh like my four-year-old loved it because there's like a harry potter ride at uh at six flags or i can't know universal uh, universal yeah and and like you're on like this like i don't know machine thing that like it lifts you up and you're looking at a screen and then it swings you around. You're looking at another screen. It's and not like you that. Get sick, but it, it does move you around and sometimes you're moving backwards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like super fast. Uh, I, my wife is really gets really motion sick. Yeah. No issues. Cause nice. I, I get, I get motion sick mm-hmm. pretty easy. Yeah. Nice. I think you'll be fine on that one. <laughs> So Chris, um, uh, Disneyland during Christmas, that's like, that sounds like a dream, like especially for kids, man. It but really like, is dude. They yeah. make, they make Disney main, uh, snow at night. They like have this beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible right before the fireworks show. Um, and then it, you go through the gate and then you can, you basically walk up and right where the statue is, mm-hmm. uh, they have it roped off. And that's where you got to wait until the park opens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, sharp. I've done that for sure. But what was cool at, at Disneyland or at Christmas time, there's a, a, a recording of being welcomed to Disneyland. 
and they're playing like we wish you a merry so as everyone starts to walk in this christmas music just drops and you hear it throughout the whole park and you're just like oh my gosh this is amazing (laughs) it's it's really really cool so that's what i've been up to man nice nice so i'll go yeah Yeah, go ahead um (laughs) we're stepping on each other's words a little bit um so i i actually kind of have an apology to make to reese and to will of time because i continued watching it's good right um i i i really crapped on the uh on the first episode. And I, and I actually stand by that. I feel like the first episode was pretty bad. And I was talking yeah. to my sister about it. And basically everyone else I talked to had watched the first three in a row yeah. because they all came out. Yeah. And I was the only one that just watched the, the first episode. Like a fool. And so I think you had to watch all three together yeah. to, to make it really. I, I could agree with that. Yeah. And so um, I still have my problems with it. Like, like I do the, too. there's some, they messed, they messed up some things, but did you watch the, the re- most recent one? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, they they like nerfed the uh, what's what's his name the um, the o- ogier the ogre like yeah like what's his point Loyal. if he's not opening the thing you know right also I can't get over he he's actually my biggest grievance with the whole thing so far he's my favorite character almost like like if i think the back books, like i love he's a great character what's in his the name books. loyal loyal yeah. loyal or whatever loyal. yeah um one of my favorite th- things about him is the expressiveness of his ears yes as yes. you're reading the books his ears tell the whole story and, about and, what he's feeling and and the and robert jordan made such painstaking like like he made sure that you knew it was his ears that was expressing. You're yes. right. You're and right. is the show not? The not- showed no. He, he looks so. He, he looks he, odd. He and- looks like a uh, an eight bit black man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like that's what he looks like. He like he's got like very square features to his nose and his and all of his features are square. Uh, his hair is like what? I don't know what it looks. His hair looks like the way you draw Scott's hair. <laughs> <laughs> just, he, just overly he, blonde, he's to overly look blonde, like, and like really curly. He's supposed to look like a, like a, like the monsters that everyone's afraid of. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. A, but, but, but it's a, it, they're they're like a, and like, he's also supposed to be like a, almost like a giant, like gotcha. really tall and so tall that he can run and keep pace with a galloping horse. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that anyway, there, there's that, and then like. I don't know that the whole like it doesn't make sense that that the the dragon reborn can be either a boy or girl because the whole thing is that boy that the the men and women have access to different to different magic. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I it's the same magic, but a different part of the magic. Yeah, yeah, it, it all comes so, from the wheel. It, mm-hmm. It's all the same source, but so yeah. the magic's not very fluid. Then, well, no, it's not. So the di- well, like the difference is the way that they describe it in the book is. Uh, the women that can channel, they let the power flow through them, mm-hmm. whereas the men have to grasp it yeah, and yeah. wrestle it. I yeah. see. Yeah. Um, and so, and so uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I thought it, I thought it was a, a pretty big part that the the dragon was the male part. Yeah. Of the. Of the I, I'm so, not so upset with that aspect of it. Well, I'm not upset. I just yeah. don't know what. Like, why? Why even? I guess it builds tension. Like, it, yeah, like there, it is building tension. Like it could be 
this super powerful um eagle, no what's I, her, uh, uh, what's uh, her face is it's now super. i've now i've blanked it's yeah. not Egwene. it's uh why am I thinking Avienda? Avienda is no, not Avienda. So you were you were you brought up brought it up to talk about how much better it was that you liked it, but you're only sharing your grievances. No, sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. No, the, like it, it really picks up, and it's it's awesome. It's really good. Like like the um the that's it's I, I what I did is after our conversation, I like deter I was determined to like go into it with a more better mindset, mind. just yeah. like a more of like a clear mindset, not thinking about the books and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, and just enjoying the story of like being presented, yeah, and yeah, it's 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 really enjoyable. I really like it a lot. I I had a little bit of beef with this latest episode. Spoiler warning. Um, in the books, they refer to like the uh the Ice and training and everything like that. They refer to them as like bed bed or pillow pillow friends, which I I guess is supposed to mean that because there were no men in the tower that they just kept each other company mm-hmm. <laughs> in bed. Yeah. yeah. And they got uh, to know each other. They got to know each other really well. <laughs> yeah. And, and they and, took and that the t- to a whole new the level. The TV show took liberties on that. They oh, really, sure. really did. And I was like, okay, so how's that going to affect? Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm not going to say anything more that, however, that relationship that it shows affects two very important, very special relationships later in the series. And I don't know how they get past that if they basically nerfed it with this. So it's a matter of relationship. They're just, you're just building a love triangle, I guess. Right. I don't know. It's, don't know. it's weird. I don't know. I have no idea what you're even talking the, the, about, but one more, one more <laughs> grievance that I'll bring up. Just one more is, and we brought it up last time, but I think I wanted to like go a little bit deeper into it is the fact that they're, having sex before they uh-huh. even left the yeah the um their town what yep. is it called the two rivers they, they don't even call it yeah it's it, the two rivers yeah in the, yeah. yeah it's the two rivers in the show um but Emmonsfield is the Emmonsfield, yeah um so th- like they're already sexually act sexually active but a lot of the the funny moments in the comedy of the book is how conservative the 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 four from Emmonsfield are yeah and and like they see Except like uh, they they see like an ex- exposed breast and they all snicker or they yeah. they like look away that like they're all so conservative yeah that, that it it lends itself to some comedic moments yeah but where, where like they can and be the show teased. doesn't do that they can no. be te- no, no no they've they're already having sex mm. and and the thing and the fact they have sex outside of marriage like in the book like. Like they, they wouldn't they wouldn't even kiss no like because because and, and it's fine to, to kind of take advantage of of like relationships like that um to an extent but i don't know it, the, the it, point you lose when, a lot of the comedy that you could get when rand first has sex in the book uh-huh. it's like a big deal like it's a very big deal so so and that's the thing is there is sex in the book yes there is so it's not like you have to make it up right yeah uh where I have where I have a problem with it is the three main characters of the book, Matt, Perrin, and Rand. Mm-hmm. How it is constantly going back and forth. Whenever any of them are put into a situation with a woman, their inner monologue is always like, "Oh, Matt would know what to do in this situation. Yeah, exactly. He's always so much better with women." And they all think about this yeah, the, in terms of the other character. Yeah, and when Matt's mm. in that situation, he's like, "Oh, Rand would know what to yeah, do in uh, this situation." Yeah, Perrin was I was always say that yeah. they're all thinking of Matt. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, yeah. Um, 
I just think that that's a big miss where the, like it could, cause you could still have your provocative moments, but just, but you, they but you'd have, but you'd have a lot of access to a lot of comedy that you could yeah. lend in, in certain situations. So I, th- I think it's a big miss. In yeah. my so opinion. I, I did learn something. Um, so Matt has been recast. Yeah. I heard that. And so this latest sucks, episode, he's, so good. he's really, really good. Like but this latest episode, when they all go through the way gate, yeah, yeah. he doesn't go through. And apparently they did that specifically because that they finished that episode and that's when the pandemic hit. And so they, uh, he had to, they had to recast him. And so they changed that whole scene and redid it after the fact. I was wondering why, why he didn't go through. Yeah. And that's, that's because they had to, they had to recast him and they had to write in a story of something. I don't know. Interesting. So huh. it's going to be weird because I really See, like and, him and as I, a character. I, like, like because of extenuating circumstances, I'm not too mad about yeah, that. Me either. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. Speaking of the, uh, the last episode you guys recorded, you, uh, you two and Chris about, um, Wheel of Time and Cowboy Bebop. I was going to talk about a little about Cowboy Bebop because I watched the Netflix, uh, series, um, and, uh, kind of some news, I, I guess on that, I guess it's a little old news at this point. Um, they canceled it after one season. It's a travesty. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I just, that, so that's kind of what I was going to talk about what I've been up to. Cause I binge watched the whole thing and was just, I really enjoyed it. I thought John Cho was great. I thought that all of the characters were, were really well done. Um, however, I understand that a lot of the people who are, <clears throat> who watched the, the, the original anime didn't like it. And there's apparently some really good reasons why um, Chris was even talking about that. But as someone who didn't watch the anime, I, I wasn't like attached to some of those characters, but um, I'm a little sad that they, uh, they canceled it to be honest with you. Yeah. I've uh, I'm still watching it. I think I'm on episode seven. Okay. So you I think you're almost done. There's only like eight, isn't there? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I really like it, man. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, we talked about how stylistic it is, uh, and I, I really yeah. do enjoy it. I, I think it, I think it definitely was uh, was loyal to the style of anime, but I guess not loyal to the yeah, to the spirit of the show. I, yeah, I started the anime series last week, watched a couple of episodes, and they're really good. Yeah, um, I'm not an anime guy by any means but they're good yeah i i think when it comes to anime i can get behind a show uh if it's if it's good you know like i watched uh we did the um the cold open episode a while ago right or not the cold open um we never released that episode actually i don't think did we never release cold i don't open? remember if we it, maybe it was that one i don't know it was it was one that you that you scott or you jake and chris did anyway it was the um the the pilot episode right Mm -hmm. and uh and i think chris's was uh uh, his honorable mention or whatever was death note and so i watched death note and then i got hooked and started watching it but my whole point about that is like i'll sit and watch an anime if it's good um if i you know and there's a lot of anime out there that's that's really good Uh, but here's what chris said about uh cowboy bebop he said basically i love uh he loved the show uh but the script was awful faye valentine was uh just awful and the more i watched the the more i watched the more i saw that the soul of cowboy bebop was never found i would have loved a season two to course correct but it seems that will never happen it's hmm. too bad yeah and 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 for someone who never watched the anime it's kind of like well i 
I enjoyed the show. I kind of wish they would uh, would keep going. Maybe maybe do some more. I mean, I mean, Walking Dead kind of kind of dealt with this in terms of like losing the the soul of the of from the, that you but, get from but, the source and, and material. The but thing, they course corrected. Uh, shows aren't canceled because they lose the soul of their original material. They're canceled, they're canceled because canceled people stop watching. Yeah, and people stop watching exactly. And and that's and so, what. And so whether that that cause like like the effect is the cause like yeah. what what caused it. To, to make less money than than they expected. Yeah. It could be that they lost the soul, but who knows? Well, and, and let's hear, so here's the thing about the, the Cowboy Bebop is, is such a, an, a particular show in the sense that if the, what you're going to get out of that, the people who are going to watch it are going to be the people first, the people who watch the anime and yes. who are, who liked it. So you want to, you're going to, when it comes to source material, you're going to want to stick to that and you're going to want to try to capture that soul. You're going to want to try to, like Chris said, you're going to want to try to appease to those, to those fans. Yeah. Right. And um, you can take liberties, but like, like you said, we keep saying the soul of the show has yeah. to be intact. Right. And, and, and you guys talked a lot about this about, um, cause wheel of time was, was, uh, was a show based off of, um, a source material. What do they call that? Um, the, the, when you make a show based off of something else, uh, uh, It'll come to me. Um, <laughs> no, this is like really we, great. We, are, we all really have great. like the worst brains right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, adaptation. Adaptation. Thank you. Uh, Wheel of Time is an adaptation. Cowboy Bebop. And, and really, when you think about it, how many really, truly like adaptations are there that are really like faithful to the source material? And just that people almost yeah. as beloved as I can only, I can think of two. I can think of Lord of the Rings, but not the Hobbit. I can think of Lord of the Rings and most of the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. the Harry Potter movies. as a and whole. Even both of those didn't stay right. that faithful that they, right. they, they, there's, there's they obvious liberties. things you have to do. But, um, but, but most yeah. other, most other adaptations that are somewhat based off of the source material, like people usually have their gripes with. And so it's like, how much are you going to stick with it? And how much are you going to let the, let the, them tell their story? For example, I'm going to give, um, I'm going to use, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, right? It's a good one. That one, that movie wasn't completely based off of the, comic book they played it fast and loose the whole yeah time. they did and, and i think everybody knew that they were they expected that it was fast based off and the, loose how i like my women <laughs> and my marvel movies <laughs> <laughs> um but but it, it worked within the marvel universe universe that they had established at the time and overall it was it was a big success it just happened to share the same name but i mean it's just it shared themes yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe we talked about soul earlier maybe that's the thing is it still mm-hmm. kept the soul that that marvel the marvel mcu had established but also the the, the characters motivations were the same but mm-hmm. the, the the details varied yeah um cowboy bebop i liked the movie or sorry the the series the netflix series because i haven't seen the anime and so i i didn't i wasn't attached to like some of these characters and i, I randomly and, read like yeah a couple twitter threads about people complaining about it because yeah. i was interested so uh, yeah and like like we said i'm a little disappointed that they canceled yeah, it that's a bummer. yeah dang hmm. well shoot dang it happens <laughs> Well, it's and, unfortunate when it happens to like a really good show. Mm-hmm. Like I loved Longmire that got canceled and Longmire was terrific, but I'm a sucker for like Western stuff. Like I'm obsessed with Yellowstone right now. Yeah. I, I love Western Dude, as well. It's so good. In other news, um, I don't think we're really truly keeping count, but we probably we're, we're I think we're at episode 99. Are we at episode 100? We'll, we'll say 99. So next time is <laughs> our big milestone. So so other so other individuals in the podcast can uh-huh. participate. Who, in the who's really keeping count anyway? Like if you're going to go through our feed and and like count, like 
touche thank you but we're not counting we're not counting the the teasers if you see a teaser whatever anyway but we're at episode 99 that's crazy guys like we're we're gonna hit the the triple digits triple digits that's wild that's insane it's crazy yeah been at it for a while where where are all of our listeners located do we know that um yeah i know like a long time ago yeah we do have some data i can pull it up real quick um we have some metrics uh we've we've over we've passed the thirty three thousand downloads which i i'm gonna say like i was looking up that yeah we're so i i do too like and i'm i'm really excited about it because i looked up what uh fire like fireside we use fireside for the the platform, what those downloads actually mean and, um, their individual downloads. So like, like based off of the service and anyway, and so like those, those are 33,000, so, so you know so what I mean? If like, I were to like, like on my phone, if I were to listen to it on Spotify and then also download on Apple podcasts, that'd be two downloads. <laughs> probably. It would probably be. Yeah. But like, yeah. But why? Right. So, so it's, it's, and and then as I was reading through it, it was like, as you talk to, I don't know, advertisers or whatever, sponsors, whatever, um, then they're going to want to know that. And I think that's great for, for, I think they typically want for episode numbers. Yeah. Mm. Um, per episode Mm -hmm. anyway. So we see like a trend upwards. Was it just to say, okay, you get on average, you get 3000 downloads. This is how much we can, how many do we get per episode? Do you know? I mean, if you just do the average, then that would be about 330. If we're almost at yeah, 100, about right. hey, that's so. pretty cool. We have some outliers here and there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like our Steve Martin episode is in the thousands. So yeah. It, oh, wow. It, it's huge. Yeah. I was a part of that one, wasn't I? It, I it's think, far and I above so. all of the was others. It? Yeah, you were because that one was either right before, or right after. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, so your original question of where our listeners are from. So I guess we're going to give some shout outs to some countries <laughs> that's uh, cool 75 percent of our listeners are in the u.s uh, which makes sense yeah we've got uh, a big chunk in germany uk france canada japan australia brazil russia and then a big chunk that says other that's super wild yeah right yeah, yeah. dang that's yeah. that's like everyone's listening on vpns in america <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, no that, that is it's really weird to to have like who is listening to us outside of yeah outside of outside I, I, I want to know how they find us like <laughs> yeah, if you're I, listening like, and you're in, <laughs> and like you're you're from outside of the United States or or even from or like just listening to us outside like, of Utah outside find our of, socials yeah if you don't know us personally who are you <laughs> <laughs> And also, yeah. will, you, will you marry What's me? up, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian? Brian and Joe are like the only people I know outside of Utah that listen. Yep. No, and Evan. Evan listens to us pretty regularly. He actually, uh, he uh, commented on, gosh, what was it that he said? It was something from the last episode. Oh, crap. What'd I say? Uh, no, I think he was saying it, it was something that... Oh shoot! I gotta find it. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna so find it I'll give you some really other numbers funny. then. Um, so total downloads were over over thirty three thousand, which I need to make a social media post that says, "Hey, over 33, whatever." Thank you. Um, and then uh, total duration for our episodes, we are at one hundred and forty two hours and fifty one minutes. So one hundred and forty three hours of content of content of just us bull. <laughs> like I mean, we're not bull. The hot but, air. But <laughs> he- I mean. Evan jumped on and he said, Hey, Jake and Reese, blow my conch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Ah, he's still listening. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, our average episode duration is one hour and 24 minutes. So we still yeah, get we are long. We're at that one hour and 30 minutes. But Dang. Dude, remember had when some... we had like 
two plus hour episode. Oh, dude, yeah, dude, I swear, two like partners that are two hours a piece. <laughs> when you guys did the Harry Potter one, I think that was a two part. It was four hours a piece. I think oh, I don't, I'm just messing with you, but geez. it was that bad. was a lot. Well, yeah, all of you people in like Germany, the UK, Australia, just will you marry me? Yeah, that's cool for real. And and reach out to us, like like send us messages on our socials. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, it, you you found our podcast, just you know, Instagram Cold Bow Podcast. Like it's that would actually be really cool is if you're listening in a different country or just if you're listening and you don't know us personally uh hit us up on social media even and DM, i would love dm us like they're D, open. yeah dm us and i would love to do a a social media post just shouting out these people oh dude absolutely yeah. we did like, that a lot be for a while cool. yeah i and also I don't know if you've noticed, Reese. Um, I think you've noticed, Scott. But like in our in each of our episode uh, notes, there are links to each of us individually. Yeah, I noticed that, and that links to our personal Instagram pages. So like, even if you don't, even if you don't like find our Instagram, uh, you know, our, our page Instagram, which is the link is there too anyway. But there is links to our individual Instagram that you can you can kind of reach out yeah, to you us. You can see my cringy uh, like gym selfies, <laughs> <laughs> cringy Spider Man pictures. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, coming soon coming soon <laughs> and that that also being said um i was gonna say something about social media um but i lost it so there we go all right <laughs> i guess we're moving on um yeah so uh it is uh december and the holidays are coming up so we're gonna talk about christmas movies right why not yeah i love Let's christmas do it. movies christmas movies are great they well they 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 are and they aren't Oh sure, right? Because yeah. like I think I think before we have a conversation about what makes a great Christmas movie, mm-hmm. I think you have to have a conversation about what makes an awful Christmas movie as well. <laughs> so, so there's a couple ways Christmas movies can go bad. Yeah, and I well Are so we gonna- the 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 con- the control C control V process Hallmark. of Hallmark uh-huh. is yeah. not okay with me. I agree. Yeah, yeah and the, the just like campy sappy because all Christmas movies have like a like a heartfelt message sure typically you know yeah and but they can go they can go too much well it's like you can go saccharine it's always like oh a uh, rich person or person leaves small town yeah gains some notoriety mm-hmm. has to come back and fall in love with someone that they didn't expect or person has to move to new place fish out of water story mm-hmm. and uh unlikely romance blossoms so here's my here's my question right so let's look at some recent recent christmas movies like and when i say recent i'm gonna go back 20 years because i'm gonna start with elf right elf is uh, elf is an amazing movie elf was an instant classic and like it's not often that happens no, no. it's not and, it's, and it's that's kind of the last it's, one it's I happened this year though really eight bit christmas really Oh, do, do you know else? Amazing, <laughs> like amazing, and I think that I think that they tapped into what I think a lot of other genres are doing right now that are gaining a lot of steam. Like we talked, you you, you messaged earlier about Spider Man, and it's getting some really great reviews. Yeah. And I want to talk about why I think some movies are performing exceptionally well uh, versus others right now. So why, so why is it that like, so Elf, instant classic, 8-Bit Christmas, like you said, really good. There's and, the other one that was on Netflix a couple years ago, maybe last year. Oh, with Kurt Russell? 
No, not Christmas Chronicles. We, okay, no, I the, love Christmas, Christmas Chronicles. Chronicles is great. I love it. It's good. But it, it's, is it, is it, it in that the same instant category. classic, or is it going to die off no, in a couple of years? Not an exactly. It's in the right? same category as like Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Yeah, no, I, I ride really hard for Santa Claus. Uh, I love Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Santa Claus. We watch it every year. Well, no, sure. It's yeah. it's it's fun movie, but it. it's not it's not like a Home Alone or an Elf or so it's in the same category. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, the one I was thinking of, hey, Klaus. Man. Klaus. That's awesome. oh, that was a great one. Klaus yeah, was yeah, really yeah. good. That won yeah. an award, didn't it? Yeah. Or, or oh yeah, there was another one on Netflix that came out this year called the boy, the boy called Christmas. Yeah. Watch, watch that with my it was, kids. It's all right. It's not bad. Yeah. It was right. I mean, it's just it's just okay. I mean, it's not like it's it got, captured most of our attention, but yeah. like my oldest didn't care for it. Yeah. All my kids liked it. It's got uh, Maggie. What's her name? Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Professor she, McGonagall. Yeah. She's in it. She's great. She's like the narrator. She's always great. She's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. She has a little, little, little bit at the end that's fun. Um, but she's, she's uh, like built for Christmas music. I would kiss Christmas. her on the mouth. Would you? I would, man. I really like Maggie Smith. <laughs> like not, not, not on, on, an, on her whole mouth. <laughs> on her whole mouth. <laughs> not. It's not an attraction thing. I just like. I've never seen anything with her that I didn't like care for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. even this is super weird. I was in Island Park with my buddy Josh and we were just looking for movies to watch and he just randomly turned on Sister Act and I was like, man, that's a oh, good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a good movie. Whenever, whenever that, I think a, of... That's a blast from the past, I, man. I literally, I was like, why are you turning on Sister Act? And then like 30 minutes in, I was like, man, this is freaking great. <laughs> whenever I think of Maggie Smith, I think of, of course, Professor McGonagall, but I always think of uh, Wendy and Hook. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's, she it was For such sure. a good Wendy. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's awesome. best and, and she wasn't... She wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> I do love Hook. 30, 30 years old, dude. No, 25. Is it 25 years? Or was it thirty? Uh, I think it came, it came out, out like ninety-two. 30 years ago. Yeah, thirty. It sounds. It seems right. Dude, yeah. I love Hook, man. Me too. <sighs> Hook is great. Hook is one of those movies that makes me really nostalgic for for Robin Williams. Like, just yeah. really like sad. Like, there's a lot of those movies about Robin Williams, but, but we're talking about Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, <laughs> hey, is, is Hook? That was Christmas during? Yeah, I was just saying Christmas Hook, Hook took uh-huh. place during Christmas. It was, yeah, it wasn't it? So, yeah. is Hook a Christmas movie? No, because I actually don't even think they say Christmas at all. Well, they go. They go there for Christmas. No, no, they go there. They for go the, for the, the hospital thing. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so if it's if it's a movie that takes place during Christmas, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, right? It because that's that's kind of how I start to feel about it because like there are there are things that are the setting is like Christmas backdrop, um, and I think for the most like, part, like Iron Man three, yeah, <laughs> but they don't actually. I don't even think they say like Merry Christmas or anything like that. Like, but. You know, like you take Die Hard and they talk about Christmas a lot. Like the whole thing is a Christmas party and he's like, Merry Christmas, pal. Like all this stuff is that's a Christmas movie. Okay. All right. Um but So so the 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 general rule of it being if it's a Christmas movie, they have to be talking about Christmas. It has to be like part of or the, it has to be like maybe not necessarily it's, centered it's, around Christmas, but like Christmas has to be a major theme, I guess, or or up like one of the biggest themes, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if it has to be the th- biggest th- theme. I think it's like porn. When you see it, you know it. <laughs> Or when you know it, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's that's when the drop. you see it, you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the drop, <laughs> Scott. It's like porn. When you see it, you know it. <laughs> you know it when you see it. Is that, I, don't, that's I don't even. How it's supposed to go. I, I, I guess it's just like it. It can't be a Christmas movie if 
there's no Christmas ending, like no Merry right. Christmas, you know? Okay. Well, and Hook had a Merry Christmas ending. Did it, though? He just comes back. I, maybe maybe that's the maybe kids that's wake the up morning. and his mom's like, oh, my maybe, gosh. Maybe, and, and, right. maybe and, and, it is Christmas. And he's Christmas wrestling movie. around in the Wait, snow. Yeah, maybe it is that. Christmas. Was that Christmas morning that he brought them back? I don't too? believe so, but if it was. I choose I to know. believe. I'm, 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 on this, believe. I'm on this hill hey, about you know Hook being a Christmas movie. Hook is a Christmas movie. Put a checkbox next to it. Let's do it. The best Christmas movie. The best Christmas movie of all time. Chris has ever seen the best Christmas movie that Steven Spielberg ever did, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, so you just every year we get a Christmas movie, and every year, like, it, they're good, and then they just die off and whatever. But there's some that are just instant classics, like Home Alone, and and Home Alone Two, and then Elf, and then it's like. I don't know what what has come out since Elf that's just like a classic that everybody just wants to I watch. Think that's, I mean, I, honestly, I think that's the last instant classic that I, I've seen. Yeah. Wait till you see a big Christmas. Um, it could be. So um, it has to hit like it has to hit zeitgeist level. Yeah. And it has to. So my thing about like uh, what when I think of a great Christmas movie, there's a there's a lot of things that kind of start to come into play for me. I think a big deal is nostalgia. If it makes you oh, feel, sure. if it makes you feel a level of nostalgia for when you were a child, and, and on you, Christmas, you can watch a brand new movie and still feel nostalgia. Absolutely, for it. which so, a big Christmas did that on a whole degree that I it was amazing. So, um, so I want to. You guys, have you guys seen the the movies that made us? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, seen yeah. the one about Elf? Oh, oh yeah, it's um, amazing. No, I don't, no, I haven't seen the Elf one. Oh, I saw yeah, the, uh, Home the Home Alone one. It, you need to watch Elf? the Elf one. I need to watch the Home Alone one. I've heard um, all about the Elf one. They're great. Uh, so Elf is great. Uh, so it's funny because we talk about John John Favreau who directed it and how much of a big how big of a name he is now. I mean, he. Dude, but the thing about Favreau, he puts his heart and soul into every. He project. does. He does. But like he has these stories. Like. I don't know. He he's crazy. He's and, awesome. and Elf, Elf was his like first like major movie, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. like his first movie that really got popular. And it, was it wasn't Will his Ferrell's, first movie. It was Will Ferrell's first. Uh, That's true. Well, uh, leading old part. school, old school. Oh, but leading. leading. I see. What I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but they were talking about um, but about Elf, and Elf was like a big thing. But like you look at John Favreau, who basically kicked off the MCU. He uh-huh. is he's single handedly saving Star Wars right now. Yeah. And like, and he did the Jungle Book and he did the Lion King. Lion King was in, mm, but, Lion King sucked. but he did um, Chef. Chef is amazing. Dude, it's seriously one of my like top five. Have you watched Chef Show? Yeah. I love the Chef Show. Yeah. So he, when, when they were, when the writer and the producers were like, trying to find a director and stuff. And they came to John Favreau, who basically was an unknown at this point, except for maybe a little bit, little acting parts. Uh, he gave them a formula of what he wanted elf to be like, or what he wanted elf to do, uh, as far as like how, what to make it successful. And this is in, this is, this is in, uh, that, um, movies that made us on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, but number one, make it look like Rankin Bass, um, which is basically like the Rudolph, the red, Red red uh, Anyway, those, those stop, stop motion, which yeah. is why it's funny because those those animations that are in the North Pole are all stop stop motion. It's, Bye, it's buddy. But, but they didn't have access. They didn't have the rights to it, so they had to like tweak it a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it almost so actually was Narwhal. it Leon. Yeah, is that the, the yeah. snowman? Yeah. It actually almost uh, de- like shut down the movie because Rankin Bass was going to sue. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're kicking themselves because they could have been a part officially of, of a yeah fr- uh, for a little bit of royalty classic. for sure yeah yeah uh number two make it a true family christmas movie 
Um, so I guess, you know, not like there were a lot of, I, I read on there that, um, uh, that the ending was going to be different. They were going, it was, it, the movie was supposed to be a lot more crude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently like a lot more like old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really like, but the fact that it kept that, like, I mean, it had some adult humor See, and, things and that, here and, and there, but it was for really a long time. Yeah. I, I actually want to talk about this for a long time. I, disliked the ending because i felt like it was really funny and really good and it was like just the trajectory was up 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 and then at the end it just like all the humor left and it just went way too sappy uh-huh. and and like like little kitty i guess i'd yeah. say sure so, um, yes, i never felt that way and i always no. felt that way huh. um I feel but, like the the Santa Claus in Central Park and then like them singing and stuff was such a really really like good bow on the. I felt it, the it same is, way, I, I feel yeah. like that now. I, I think I've like matured, had kids. That, I don't know, but for for a long time, pulled your head out of your ass. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, and then the anyway. third thing on his list was uh, was to make it a, a timeless classic, which. I mean, that's, it is. <laughs> that's pretty broad. I, that's a broad thing, but yeah. like, how do you do that? And I think the thing is like, Will Ferrell captured that innocence. And I'm so glad they never made a sequel to it. Yeah. Or, oh or a reboot. Well, or it has like to, I think that it has to connect with all ages, yeah. right? Yeah. Because in order for it to be a classic, it has to be something that everyone is okay watching. Yes. It has to have something yeah, you, for yeah. everyone. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be able to watch it. Through all stages of your life, because right. we've been I've been watching it since I was what fifteen or yeah. whenever it came out, and I was yeah. a teenager, and I've been watching it ever since. I and I still get a huge kick out of when they're going over the the different ideas for a, a storybook, mm-hmm. and they're like, "He's an asparagus, <laughs> and he's self conscious uh, about the way his pee smells." Like <laughs> I laugh so hard at that. My kids don't understand the joke; they think yeah. it's funny because it mentions pee. Yeah, exactly. but I'm like, I get that reference, mm-hmm. right? Because when you have a Asparagus, your pee stinks. The, the, the fact that it's delivered by Kyle Kyle Gas, who's just like, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, you can't see my 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 react my gestures, but he's just like, anyway, it, it's it's perfect. And then like, and then they come in with his book, and he's like, a peach. <laughs> What's more vulnerable than a peach? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, and it's like funny because yeah, the quotability. Right. Oh, yeah. Cause like you can quote elf. Like I love telling people they smell like beef and cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, or you sit on a throne of lies or, or yeah. Or like Francisco, Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it's really, really great. Um, so I think that's, I think that's probably in my mind, the, the nostalgia aspect has to play a part of it. Right. And I don't know how elf really hits that though. So the I nostalgia? think that, the, the nostalgia. I think they hit it with the Frank and Bass stuff. I guess probably. Yeah, I, think, I guess I that's think, probably it. But that's like a very small portion of the very beginning. Right? I think they also they, hit they, it they with it with with Will Ferrell or Buddy's consistent innocent nature. Yeah, that he never loses that ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, he like his dad yells at him and he like, he's like, I get, he writes on an extra sketch. I, I guess I'm never, I don't belong anywhere. Right. And yeah. then he leaves, but he's just like, he's just this overly optimistic childlike, uh, character that, that I think everybody kind of wishes they could be in such a cynical world that he is that. And he never loses that. Right. Yeah. If elf had a scene where if, if buddy was so great, whatever the whole time. And then like all of a sudden something hits or something. And then he's just like, is depressed. Yeah, if he like, you know, like when he got drunk in the warehouse place or in yeah. the mail room, if he like indulged in it and like yeah. went too far, like yeah. that, it, it would yeah. lose so yeah. much. Yeah. And, and, and it's got some really good heart to it. The fact that like he, he, 
burst into the meeting where they're where they're meeting with Peter Dinklage's character. Peter Dinklage's character and uh, and Miles Finch yeah. and he's he's so happy because he had a kiss and he's in love and everything and it's like it's just so I innocent love and I don't care who knows it <laughs> and his South Pole elves are jokes they're like they're not jokes he's just like yeah, he's an that's, angry elf. Really <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a big part of it is it's like take take with that like Home Alone right Home Alone is a classic because. Kevin never loses that innocence, that childlike innocence. He's a child. He's an eight-year-old. But he's also an adult at the same time. Like he acts like an adult in so many ways, which as a kid, I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. When he's buying a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't. Would I be here alone? I read, I I read something online that really, really grinded my gears. Something about how home alone is a, a depiction of white privilege. Oh and I'm goodness. like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to woke, you're going to woke home alone. Like, come on. I know. And it's like, yeah, his dad was rich. Of course his dad was rich. Like, yeah, it, it kind of had to happen to a rich kid. Right. Like, I don't know <laughs> it, 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 if it was a mark for, for, uh, burglars to come steal. Why would they come steal from a poor? Exactly. Family? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Joe Pesci's character, Marv whatever silver tuna he, he yeah he says that the silver whole time he's tuna. like he's like that's the house i wanted the entire time it has to be a good house it has to be a house with a lot of you know anyway yeah so but like people are like oh well i saw that house i wanted it yeah yeah and so it's like but but that's the thing about home alone is is all of these like kind of these adult things happen but it but you see it through a kid's eyes and it kind of makes it that family that's true it's the it, it is the, the lens that you see the movie through is mm-hmm. is is his kevin's lens but it's so funny i made this point when i watched it with my kids just a few days ago was uh that oh if this would have happened then uh like when the cops come and check on the door you know if he would have just answered or if he would have looked at you know whatever like it would have been done problem solved right everything would have been done yeah if when he shoplifted and that cop chased him and if that cop would have caught him every he would have everything's done everything's done he's not you know like his family's hey we found your son right all this stuff and like same thing with with new york right the they find out the cart is stolen or whatever and like they chase him and whatever and like as a kid you're like oh i want him to escape these are the bad guys but no it's like they catch him as a a kid all adults are the bad guys (laughs) well that's super funny that you talk about that though because like I'm at the point where uh, my kids ask a lot of questions in movies, specifically my four-year-old. And he's like, why did they do that, dad? And my answer has started to be, well, because it'd be a really short movie if they didn't. <laughs> right. Because like, that's just how it, it has to be that way. Cause that solved the problem. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's funny. So we, so we're talking, okay, let's, you kind of brought this up and we kind of went past it. Cause we want to talk about our favorite things, but what, what does make a bad Christmas movie? Um, I think the I think when it's just too much like something else, right? It, I, I really feel like it has to be at, specifically with with Christmas movies. It's already being something. It's already a Christmas movie, but it has to stand on its own. Like I feel like it has to be a type of situation um, where where you could take maybe take out the Christmas aspect and it's still a great movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that has, cause home alone would still be hilarious if it wasn't Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, elf, elf would still be incredibly endearing and heartwarming if he wasn't and uh, didn't think he was an elf from the North pole. Right. You yeah. could, you could do something else and it would yeah. still be a great movie. Uh, and so I think that that, I think that when it's just, the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I'm just so done. The Hallmark. Yeah. The Hallmark, the Hallmark stuff is just the exact same. And, yeah. it, and it's why so many movies 
I think fail is because it's just the same thing as another movie. Yeah. I think that that's the, the um, film industry as a whole, mm-hmm. that, like th- there's a successful formula and everyone has to copy it. Yeah. And, I th- and, and Christmas movies are, are definitely a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and you even see it with, I mean, I know that you, you had Spider-Man fatigue for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people started getting superhero fatigue because it's the same thing. Like it's the yep. same process. Yeah. They've got to do something um, new. Or old. <laughs> and, I, and I also think that, uh, but I think the biggest thing is when it's not characters you can connect with, right? So yeah. The thing about Home Alone is when I watch it now, uh-huh. I connect with the parents, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that would be awful. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I connect with the older brothers. Yeah. Like Buzz. For, oh, for I'm sure. like, oh. <laughs> but my kids connect with Kevin. Sure. Oh, yeah. And when you watch Elf, you connect. I sometimes I connect with his dad. Yeah. You know, the other stress times of I like, connect with Buddy. Yeah. The stress of working and hitting deadlines and all that stuff, like especially during the holidays. It's yeah. it can, you know, when he when he like loses his mind on Buddy and gets yeah. super mad at him. Yeah. Dude, I do that on the daily. Like, yeah, like, totally. So I totally connect with those characters. And when you give me a story about this guy who is a successful executive at his company and he has to move to this other city to save this branch of his company and then falls in love with an unlikely unlikely person. I don't connect with that. There's nothing for me to connect with there. Um, I'm a middle-class father from Harriman, Utah. But those movies are are made for middle-aged women. Who want Prob- to be, who want to fall in love, who want to fall in love with that successful businessman? Yeah, Pro- yeah. probably yeah. yeah. So they connect with that, right? Yeah. They connect with that fantasy. I don't, I don't connect with that, and kids don't connect with it. Oh no! And you can't have a holiday classic right. if kids don't connect with it and, as well. And there's a reason why, like that, those net Hallmark. Sorry, there's a reason why those Hallmark movies aren't in the theaters, right? Yeah, making millions of dollars and stuff is because they're playing to a very particular audience. So, yeah. so I, th- there's a, um, <clears throat> there's a common thing in, in a lot of Christmas movies, um, that I want to get you guys take on is magic. Uh-huh. You, you often see, even in, even in like, uh, very grounded, real, uh, like, uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. You know, there, they, there's often a bit of magic. Where's the magic in Die Hard, Scott? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that's that's interesting. That's a really good point. It is a good point. I'm okay with magic, obviously, yeah, and yeah. I and I think it's fun because I think that for man, I might start crying. <laughs> for a kid, Christmas is magic. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it just is. Yeah, yes, you know, and so and so that's something that I connect with in a Christmas movie is when there is that magic. Yep. Like I'm like, man, that's, that's Christmas. Even if it just like is a little thing that like yeah. pushes it along. To- yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and not it's, it's magic, but it's also like as a kid, it's that, it's that kind of like last little bit where you actually do still believe in some magic. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like actual magic of yes. flying reindeer and all that stuff. And, 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 and it's, it's, magical you know like it, it's it's beautiful in its own way in, in that aspect where you can connect to it and you can get that nostalgia as a kid and and it doesn't always have to revolve around santa claus because there was no magic in home alone but right. there was a magical feeling you know there was that there was That's that aspect the point. there was that yeah. aspect that he made a wish that his family would disappear and then there was like kind of this little like thing that so, happened so, so where there, the, there wasn't literal magic but there was the idea of magic yeah that, but I, that he wished his family away yeah but i think magic. that's an interesting and then he wished conversation him back and he came back yeah because I think that that I think that you can make a point 
to define the magic, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know you guys haven't seen 8-Bit Christmas. I don't want to spoil anything. There's no magic. None at all. But there is a magical feeling because of the 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 point that the movie makes is a magical feeling and okay, it's like a cool. and the and it's a relationship and it's a connection and that that is magic you know even though it's not magic and so i think that there has to be that that like you said you mm-hmm. can call it magic you can call it whatever you want but there has to be that spark yes that spark that ignites a feeling within you and that can be done by with literal magic or just with really great storytelling. And I'm t- if you guys don't go home and stay up late and watch 8-Bit Christmas tonight, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> what, what's it on? HBO. Okay. All right. It's amazing. And I cried. My wife cried. And is I was it, laughing. Is it a um, cartoon or is it real? Is, it's real. real. It's real. Um, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Doogie Howser, man. Um, oh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Um, and just to kind of give you a brief, a brief background on it. It's him as a father telling his daughter, how he met his mother. No, <laughs> <laughs> telling his daughter about a Christmas in 1988 and telling him that was the, the story. So I was born in 86 but I have my first Christmas memory is of 1989 of something that this whole movie is about. Hmm. And so it connects well, piqued my interest. It connects on this level for me that I was like, oh, my gosh. Hmm. But it's so fun and so enjoyable that even my kids that have no idea what it was like to be alive in the 80s and early 90s. Uh what that was like, they were fascinated by it. All three of my kids, four, seven, and 10 loved it. You know, immediate classic for me talking about the, the, that. So I was watching home alone and, and I was, uh, I was kind of appreciating the, the, the nineties, you know, era, right. That, that was there. And, uh, it, it was really fun to be able to watch it and not like get sucked into like, Oh, this movie hasn't aged very well. It's aged great. It, it has. took place in the nineties, but the fact that like my kids can still enjoy it, you know, oh, yeah. it was like, I don't know. It's something I kind of noticed, but I know. And those, <clears throat> I mean, nineties is getting out there. It's like 30 years, mm-hmm. yeah. early nineties. Um, yeah. We, we just watched the Grinch with my kids and another instant classic. There yeah. You know. It's so good. Yeah. I guess that one came out after elf, right? Uh, I think that the year kind of, after, didn't it? I think did it. I, I know it was really close. I mean, uh, uh, Grinch might have been 2003, 2002, 2001, 2004. I don't know in that, in that range. Um, but, uh, elf was, I think 2001 Elf was 2003. Elf was 2003. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Look it up. I'm looking it up. Um, while, uh, yeah, yeah I'm not going to segue into that next part yet. Cause, uh, I don't know. The like, Grinch was three years earlier. It was the Grinch was 2000. Wow. And then Elf was 2003. All right. I thought it was Elf was 2001. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Dang. That's wild to me. But I mean, like, again, we can, we can, we can take all those, all of those elements that we talked about as far as what makes a good Christmas movie magic, uh, a a character you can relate to or at any age or especially a character that kids can relate to, um, you know, like all those things like you can apply it to the Grinch as well, for sure. (laughs) Well, And it's also interesting. So it's a wonderful life. You mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I watched it for the first time last year. Really? I'd never seen See, it That's before. like one of my favorite movies. I watched it because you and Jake talked about that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never watched it. I've seen the every time a bell rings. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen the Clarence. You want the you want the moon? Oh, 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 lasso the moon moon. and pull it down for you. Like, I've seen that. I've I've seen those scenes, but I've never seen the movie. And um, talking about things that, like movies that connect with you, uh, I watched it last year for the first time, uh, my first Christmas since my nephew took his life. Mm -hmm. And it hit a very poignant, deep note for me. And immediately... I was like, yep, I get it. I know why everyone loves this movie. I know why this is the pan in the pantheon of greatest Christmas movies of all time. I'm obsessed with that movie now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, like a big theme of that movie is suicide. Yeah. But it's like, take the Christmas out of it. Oh yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It is a, an amazing film that takes a very, a very sad, very dark thing and somehow makes it into this very poignant, very uplifting. And yeah. And and, and in fact, it's very tangentially about Christmas. Yeah. Right. It's it's like, it just happens to take place during the holidays. Right. And it's, Oh man, that movie is superb. I need to watch it again. I, I like you. I've seen I've seen the whole thing before, but so long ago. I I, I forget bits and pieces and, and stuff. And um and I remember him like as you guys talk about it and stuff. Like I remember I remember what you're talking about, but I do want to watch it again just to kind of get the whole overarching picture definitely story do. again. Because yeah, no, that's. I mean, how can you not watch that part when he when he kind of gets his life back and he goes back to uh, back through the town? Everybody recognizes mm-hmm. him. Everybody loves him, and and he realizes how he great his so life much. is. How much? Yeah, how much he has. He, he, when he kisses the banister that, yeah. that he keeps, yeah. that he, he hates so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like man. little things. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's yeah. I think that that's. I think that man. I think that that could be. That could be the the magic dust of a Christmas movie is it's the thing. It's the thing that makes you see the beauty of life. Yeah. See right? the magic. I mean, I mean, that's we talked about uh, John Favreau's list and something like making it a timeless thing. And I think that's really what it needs is it needs that magical. And, and I'm not talking about magic as in like pixie dust and right. flying rain beers and all that all that stuff. I'm talking about like it has to be magical. It has to have that element of magic like and that yeah that we're all talking about you yeah know? like the grinch's heart grows through you know three sizes you know the elf mm-hmm. never loses in his, his innocence and christmas ends up movie saving the day, you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's interesting because like man so uh, what's missing what's the magic missing from santa inc oh dude <laughs> all right santa, here's santa, a segue santa inc that let was me, a great segue <laughs> let me let me give a let me give a little bit of you're gonna uh, give a preface uh yeah we're, okay. gonna, we're gonna preface this man you're really calling us back there aren't you heck yeah man um okay literally, literally no one knows what that means if, if, if they're if they know what that <laughs> means long time long time listeners you've congrats. seen first episode <laughs> welcome to episode 99 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dude, um, I, I would like you would be on the next episode of this podcast, if you knew what that meant. Yeah. Oh, That's for fair. sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Santa Inc is a new 
Christmas movie, Christmas series that came out this year. It's stop animation, um, stop motion animation, excuse me, on HBO Max. It is made. No, I agree. Stop the animation. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Uh, some some of the producers are uh, Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman, who also are voices in this. Uh, Sarah Silverman is the main character. Candy Smalls and Seth Rogen is Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Inc. is the story. It, uh, the story is, is that uh, Santa Inc. It's not. Uh, it's a company. It's a corporation or whatever that that runs Christmas, that delivers the presents, that does this whole thing. And they're the they're the big holiday. There, all these other holidays have their own things too. But Christmas is the is the big leagues, right? And Candy Smalls is an elf who basically is like runs the show behind the scenes, and Santa Claus is the big guy. And the idea is that Santa Claus isn't immortal. Um, he had it's a successorship, so he. So he's like the CEO. Of Christmas. <laughs> he's the yeah. CEO, exactly. And she's like the COO or something. Yeah, right? he's, she's just a vice president of opera, whatever. But his whole thing is he has to name a successor, right? Um, the movie, the sh- the series is very woke. Um, it's all about candy. Candy is a, a female elf, a female Jewish elf, um, and she wants to be the top. The top. She wants to be the next Santa. She wants to, yeah, she wants to be the next Santa. Thank you, yeah. She wants to be the, the next Santa, and she has to be named the successor by Santa and the board, and who one of them is actually a, a, the Pope or a, yeah. a, a yeah. cardinal. Anyway, it's kind of funny, but. Well, and, and everyone is a white male. Yeah, yeah, and everyone, they're all old, And too. all the Santas have been white males. Yeah. And so well, it's, it's definitely making a statement. It's, it's making a statement, but it's not good. And it's not good... Okay, so it's got a four percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. There aren't even any critics. Uh, it's cri- awful. A critic, critic, um, critiques. What do you call it? Whatever. There's reviews. no reviews. Thank you. <laughs> I am really struggling here. Uh, there's no. There's no critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as of right now, there, it's only got four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and um, I think um, IMDb has a, like a one point one or whatever. Anyway, it's it's getting hit really, really hard. And Seth Rogen said something really, um, uh, Seth Rogen said, uh, basically that he, their show has pissed off tens of thousands of white supremacists. And, and that's why it's, so they, they, he's, he's saying it's being review brigade, review brigaded or Um, yeah, bombed, whatever you want to call it, trolled, whatever. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know. And and so that's what we're going to talk about is like a little bit is, is it's bad okay could it could it be seth that it's just not good it's just not good like take the woke out of it like take the put the woke into it's just not good it's not good not because it's woke it's just not good right i is it the characters you don't connect with is it is it just like an old story is what is it no they just for so i'm gonna give you why i don't like it so first of all I'm not a white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Um, I fought a war with people of all kinds of colors and put my life in their hands and they put their lives in my hands and, and it's all good. Uh, Oh, oops. Anyway. So, um, I am not someone that is offended by almost anything. Um, you can say almost anything you want. I'm not going to be offended by it. Um, However, I do think that uh, vulgarity, just for the sake of vulgarity, mm-hmm. it's very vulgar. Is yeah. is I mean, it's just not great, right? Like, so there there are situations like we'll take a, we'll take a, another movie, another Seth Rogen movie, super bad, super vulgar, but it 
that's what it was like in high school. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie and, too. And to be honest, I actually really like Seth Rogen. I do too. Yeah, I think he. Which, I think he's actually pretty dang funny. It's funny because Chris has had a thing Chris, he wanted to say Chris about Seth him. Rogen, but but we'll get to that. But yeah, continue what you're saying. So I I don't find vulgarity offensive, but I do think that when it's used poorly, it's I mean it's just that it's in poor taste. This show I watched two episodes and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I like I was three what? and a half in. Dude, you're I, well, making I, you're making incredibly vo- this 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 female elf is sitting at this bar talking to a polar bear and she's talking about literal ejaculation in like the most graphic sense. Talking about using tears as yeah. lubrication oh, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. and I was oh like, why? It's very, it's, it's, why? There's no reason you can make you can be edgy. Dude, the and shock vulgar. value of like a Christmas a Christmas show that that you, that's that. It's vulgar. not it. It's it's not it, doing it. it, for it, me. it it's like. It's what we what people complain about and Adam Sandler in his old early movies where yeah. it's just like it's just like the old the old woman swears. Ooh, right. it's so funny. Shock yeah. value. <laughs> right. So it was that for for me, that's why I hate it. Because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down with some some vulgar jokes. I'm down with, you know, some F bombs here and there for a little bit of shock value. But it was so overtly. Dude, I, I just crass. I just watched the trailer, and there's probably 15 f words in the trailer. Yeah, the, it's like the thing about the trailer as well. If you see, I, okay, I'm only three and a half episodes in, and I don't know. I, we'll see if I keep watching it. I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued to see what's going to happen. Is Candy Small is going to be made the next Santa Claus? And well, if she course. is, and if she is, then what is she going to have to? What other you know thing is she is going to have to deal with? Whatever. I don't know. At the same time, I also don't care. But it, what you, I've been, I'm three and a half episodes in. He watched two. What you saw in the trailer so far is what you get. Like yes, yeah. it's vulgar. It's and it's not even that. That to me, that's not why it's not good. It's just not funny. Like I, like I like vulgarity, like in, in well, isn't, that, respects, isn't that the rule of, of comedy is like you can get away with almost anything as long as the joke's funny. Right. Exactly. Right. That That's a good point. And, and you know, like is, is, <laughs> um, I think comedians who have to be funny while staying behind that line of vulgarity are actually the stronger, better comedians. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Elf. Elf is hilarious, right? Jerry Jerry Seinfeld goes, goes into this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They stayed behind that line because the reason why you stay that behind that line, it's harder. You tell better jokes. Mm -hmm. You you, the setups and everything. Seinfeld Seinfeld described it are so much more rewarding. Whereas if you, you just, if you're telling these vulgar jokes, they're just, jokes to be vulgar they're jokes to be funny which has its or jokes to be uh just dirty which has its place I, i'm not going to say that it's bad or wrong or anything like that For it sure. has its place but when when you're just saying dirty jokes about ejaculating with tears and whatever all that stuff like all of this vulgar stuff it's just it needs it needs it needs more mm-hmm. and yeah. and i think that you get that with with comedy that's more so, dialed back so, so that it can build up so to put sense? it this way would you would you like it if you were 15 <laughs> i don't think i would have because like they're not funny jokes like well, they're when you're like i think the the prototypical uh-huh. high school guy just giggles at you know what I, I i probably would have liked it if i was 15 honestly like you know you they talk about like how they Im- improved productivity because they gave the reindeer meth um, stuff like that. They they talk about like 
some of the some of the jokes I can understand, like the elf getting blown away, and he's like, "If I die, hide my porn or whatever." Like, <laughs> yeah, that was actually like, pretty funny. Yeah, like there, there are hide moments. My porn? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's in a folder called tech stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there are some moments, right? There, yeah, there are there, some. There, funny there jokes. are some funny moments, and like like the 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 mom who's a cookie. She's a gingerbread cookie, and she is like has a gingerbread baby cookie, whatever, and she's constantly like stressed out and tired, but she's also like subtly a cannibal because all mm-hmm. she does she like eats her own arm, but like mm-hmm. she eats like cookie dough. As she's anyway it's it's weird but it's also there there's these 15 year old me i, w- I will say this i probably would have liked so, so seth rogan isn't an unfunny dude no, no not at all you know? like i'm not the biggest fan of him but he's a f- he's he's funny yeah 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 but I, yeah so i it's not timeless i'll tell you that much it's no it, yeah i still laugh at farts like it, it, there's a scene in 8-bit christmas a kid just lets out a giant fart and I audibly started just busting up on the couch and my wife was like, oh my gosh, you're so immature. But like even my kids were just laughing hysterically. So I still find stuff like that funny. Totally. Sure. But like, but kind of like what Troy said, you can say I do it all. I'm a victim of this. I say things that are vulgar because I think they're going to be funny and no one else finds them funny. Like, and that's what this show is doing is it's just, it's like, okay, we're going to say the most vulgar thing we can and people will laugh. And, it, but guess what? And, it's just not funny. And, and unfortunately that's kind of what Seth Rogen has turned into though. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's grounded in reality, it works. Like, isn't that what like, well, Sausage okay. Party was Sausage Party, but okay. All right. I never saw Have you seen no. Sausage Party? I have. Okay. I'm going to be as somebody whose outlook on life and faith and understanding has changed. I appreciate this, the, the story behind sausage party that they're trying to tell more than just the vulgar jokes. Right. Um, that, you know what you, you, you kind of put me a little bit on the spot there. Cause like, cause I do like sausage party. I, I, because I like the story that they're trying to tell, right. That, the manufactured life or whatever I relate to that. Now, do I relate to all the other stuff? Like, no, I mean, it's just food that ends up having a massive at the end, but, um, that scene made me laugh. So it's it's kind of funny, <laughs> yeah. but, but like the vulgarity, if you want the vulgarity, like the vulgarity is funny, but that movie was a little different for me. However, as somebody else, like, you might see Sausage Party the same way you see Santa Inc. is just just another vulgar movie or whatever. And, and maybe maybe with that lens, I can rewatch. I can look over Santa Inc. and be like, okay, I can appreciate this, this, and this, and this. And like I said, I, it's not that I think Santa Inc. is bad because it's woke. It, it no. has nothing to do with it being woke. It's no. just not good. But I, I watched the trailer with Chris, and we were both just like, this is this looks ridiculous. I watched the first few episodes. It's just as ridiculous as the as the trailer. So here's here's what I'm gonna say. If you are easily offended. Or if you if if vulgarity offends you, or even just like mocking religion, if that kind of stuff offends you, you're not gonna like. Then it. don't even watch the don't, trailer. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. bother because it, it's it's not for you. Like it's not gonna be up your alley. If you like vulgarity, if you're the a 15 year old boy, 15 year old kid, whatever, then you might like it. I don't know. Um, if you're looking for something that has a deep good connecting story you probably won't like it yeah. like if you're looking for something that has that magic of christmas so it far so far it doesn't have any of it maybe it does later who knows? <laughs> but apparently I, according to that score it, yeah. it has nothing yeah um yeah. 
and so yeah i mean we'll i don't know well maybe we'll see i don't part of me wants to watch it just just to see if it if it, it changes or if anything you know whatever but at it, the same time it, i don't want to waste my time is it like will of time where you you have to watch a few and then all of a sudden you're it like comes, oh okay i together. see okay it's this, this is working now two episodes in i was like this is not enjoyable see, for see me. And, and like um this is kind of a Chris idea or a very Chris type of things. Like how much do you owe a TV show yeah. after two episodes? Like, but, but is that- yeah, I think is it, is it fair to say that Chris is like on the very negative end of that yes, spectrum? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a spectrum yeah. and he's, he's far, <laughs> he's pretty far over there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to give shows a, a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, typically. Do yeah. You know, and, and I think Chris has a point. He said that to me every time I would defend anything, uh, DC, uh, is dude, what, what, what do you owe DC? Nothing. Right. I just, I just, try to defend DC movies because I'm a big Superman fan. Right. But like, but to that end, like, yeah, you're right. What do you owe this, this show to keep watching it? You know, it's, you owe yeah. literally nothing. Cause yeah. you paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. But That's people like point. things for different reasons too, you know? And, and, uh, so far not that many people like Santa Inc. Um, nope. I totally get it. Yeah. It is not good. Yeah. So, three giant poop emojis from us i guess uh, anyway <laughs> I, I forgot to show you guys i'm actually wearing my elf socks is that is that oh, a, very is that nice. buddy that's oh buddy. nice <laughs> my buddy the elf socks um i love christmas i i actually used to hate christmas um what yeah i i i really i guess i was like trying to be woke <laughs> When I was like a teenager, I was like, oh, I hate the, I hate the marketing. The commercialism, I hate the commercialization of Christmas. All that, yeah. Um, and like people just don't even understand the true meaning of Christmas. And I was like that. This was like when I was like a teenager. Sure, sure. Um, my first Christmas married, uh, Laura was pregnant. And we didn't have like a lot of money or anything like that. Um, and she, I love watches. And she bought me like a really nice uh, Invicta watch that I had my eye on. And I remember all of a sudden, like I felt that magic of Christmas again, opening that present, totally not expecting it because like I said, we didn't have a lot of money. And, uh, and I opened up that, that gift it was the last one. She'd hit it just like in like a Christmas story. Classic. Uh, so classic. Um, and, uh, and I was like, man, this was pretty great. Yeah. And that was like the little spark. And yeah. then I had my own kids and I get to see that magic. And that's what I love about Christmas movies yeah. is I feel like really good Christmas movies, the classics. I feel that magic. And I, and I see my kids feeling that same magic mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, oh man, it intensifies. I feel like, the, like if you saw the magic of Christmas on like, if it was like a line graph. Yeah. Amount of magic. And then, like over time, mm-hmm. it, there's definitely peaks and valleys. Yeah, it's super high when you're a kid. Yeah, it goes down. Like yeah. typically, teenage years, it yeah. goes down. But like once you have kids yourself, yeah. it's, man, it's, it's, it's the best. Seeing, seeing it's the, the Christmas magic through your kids' eyes again, it definitely reinvigorates that. And, and it's not just about the opening presents and the Christmas movies and stuff, or the decorating. Like it's everything. It's the whole experience. It's making hot chocolate. It's it's if if you get the snow, you can go out and sledding that and building snowmen mm-hmm. and stuff. But like even. Uh, a couple uh, last weekend, I took the kids to go see um, to do one of those uh, 
light uh, light shows. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah. It was in South Jordan. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's just a light show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Christmas light show, whatever. You just drive through and everything. And I, yeah. it was it was so great because like I just I said, all right, everybody, all my kids were in the back, and I said, okay, everybody, unbuckle. You're all coming up front, and they all came up front. Yep. Nora's on my lap. Rory was in the uh-huh. in the driver in the passenger, and Reagan's right in the middle. And we were just just inching by a little bit, like a little bit, and just making jokes and just having such a good time and like cussing at some snowman or some lights and just like, Hey, that one's mouth not moving or, you know, like just, and making jokes and just having fun and going through the tunnel and making a joke about how it felt like the, like hyperspace in star Wars and stuff. And it was just, it was fun. Like, uh, it was that, that aspect of magic. And I was just like, you know, I have those kind of memories when I was a kid of just like doing Christmas related traditions and activities with my family. And I really hope that my kids feel that too, you know? Yeah. And that, and that is the aspect of like, yeah, I don't know. Christmas, Christmas magic, man. I mean, I think, I think you hit it on the nail on the head. There was just, it's got to have it, you know? Yeah. If it doesn't have that magic, I it don't want Christmas. It. Yeah. For real. <laughs> but speak, we didn't even mention a Christmas, Christmas story, that right? Christmas porn. No, we have like talk about a quotable movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, what's I, the, what's the spark of magic in that one? Um, I think it's a, to I, me. I, so I think it's kind of what what I touched on earlier that it's not real magic, right? Right. It's but, the daydreams. Mm. It, it, it's when he daydreams is when you see that magic of Christmas in his mind. Right? Yeah. To but, me, but so I don't know. T- to me, it's it's the love that he feels with his family. He ends up getting the the gift that he wanted, right? But it's that for me, the magic was. Looking the at the father's yeah. eyes, it was yeah. the right? Yeah. That's, that's the magic that's what I was for me. Yeah, it was 100% the dad. Yeah. Uh, but like we, before you guys came over tonight, we were watching Home Alone 2. And my wife loves the Home Alone movies. And she also loves Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. And, um, and she was like, oh, yes, I love this one. And I can't wait to watch uh, Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. And she says, what's the name of the family? In in Christmas story, and I went Bumpuses, Bumpuses, <laughs> <"Bumpuses." laughs> Bumpuses, and we all like my kids started laughing because they know it. Yeah, they know yeah. the Bumpuses, and we were all Bumpuses just laughing, dogs. just Bumpuses, and uh, yeah, I love, oh, I love that movie so much. That was actually on the flight to to Disneyland. Um, the uh, the screen, the TV, uh, it was actually, no, sorry. It was on the flight home. All the chairs had their own TVs, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blakely got to choose the movie she wanted to watch and she chose a Christmas story. Oh, nice. And I was like, dude, I don't, that's my I don't even know there how old I was when I realized or when I found out it was a, actually a period piece. Bro, yeah, yeah thought I, thought, I, like, thought it, I thought it was made like <laughs> right right like in the 50s or whatever right well like and, and you see ralphie is in elf yeah and, yeah. and he's like he's like it was probably age, when you know? elf came like, out and everyone was he, talking right. about that, that, I, like, that I wait that kid out. should be like in his 70s yeah, yeah, exactly. so the thing is about ralphie is he is like best friends with vince vaughn in real life okay and, really? yeah and because of his connection with vince vaughn he's very good friends with john favreau because Vince and John are really good friends. They've done it. They did uh, Swingers and they did a whole bunch of movies together. Yeah. Didn't they do uh, a boxing one too? Whatever. Anyway. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Anyway, like it's just kind of funny how Ralphie is in two of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? 
pretty cool. He was also in a movie about steroids. Did you guys ever watch it in high school? No. In our health class, they <laughs> Ralph, they made us watch this <laughs> show about steroids and AIDS to help keep us off of steroids. Like, uh, it was know. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. This is, this is fun. It's fun to, to reminisce and talk about the magic of Christmas and stuff. Uh, yeah. So how do we end this? Just Merry Christmas. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy. We actually had, so we had, uh, our, our little neighborhood, like our church, our ward had mm. this, uh, uh, Christmas activity. And because of COVID, they didn't want to have the activity at the church building. So they did it a little bit differently this year. And they, they had three different houses and you would go, you could drive, you could walk, whatever. It was freezing cold. It was just on, uh, on Monday. Um, no Saturday, sorry, freezing cold. And we walked to all three different houses. The first house was dinner, right? Oh yeah. Like a progressive. Yep. So you go and they, they have a big fire outside and they were grilling hot dogs and, and you just go and grab dinner. And then the second house was the nativity. And there was, uh, our former Bishop there that was there to talk to you about the nativity. Here's, he was like, this is my favorite thing about this story. And what's your favorite thing? And it was, it was kind of cool. And then the third was Santa. You got to go meet Santa. And they did a great job. This guy in our ward, he, uh, he has this, this man cave that he built and it's literally, it's called the lodge and it is a one room cabin that he built in his backyard. And it's amazing. And, uh, Mr. Or Santa and Mrs. Claus were in this little lodge and you go into like, it's almost like their house. It was really cool. Anyway, the point I was going to make. At the nativity thing, there were a few different families there and, uh, someone said Merry Christmas. And then another person said happy holidays. And, uh, the person that was there, this former Bishop was just like, I hate, I hate when people say happy holidays. And he was like offended <laughs> by people saying happy holidays. He's like, you can say anything. You can say happy Hanukkah, but, uh, and I was just like, you know what? Whatever you want to say, if it's your goodwill towards me, I accept it with open arms. I don't care what it is. If it's if it's happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever you your expression of goodwill towards me at this time of year, I accept it with open arms and lovingly. And this person was just like, oh, that's uh, that's a really good point. Really profound. <laughs> and he was just like, I, I, I like that, Reese. Thank you for sharing that. And I was like, good. Stop being a jerk, weird Christian. That's like, you have to conform to my ideas and just accept people. Yeah. As they are. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. That was like a weird little bandwagon thing. No, but. I think it was a good little, uh, little button. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about another callback, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, great. And do you guys have anything else you want to add? No, no, I'm just, good. uh, yeah, we, we already talked about the, all our social medias yeah, yeah. earlier, but yeah, just yeah. Um, if you're listening, like you you know, check us out on we're on Insta. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. Like you know, check us out on Patreon. We're on Coffee, um, and yeah, keep listening. We and again, if we love you. If you've never met us personally, and you're a listener, DM us. Hit us up on yeah. social media. Something yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. On that note, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we love you. Bye. 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 <laughs>